You're listening to a Big Finish production. Here you go, come on, don't fight. There's plenty for everyone. Would you like a bag of seeds, Miss Sinclair? I mean to feed the birds. <laughs> tuppence a bag? It's 2020. Where on earth am I going to find tuppence? I don't know. Yeah, your pocket, maybe. That's where I usually look. Oh, fancy that. Mm, these things are always obvious in retrospect. Yes. Yes. Why don't you join me? Take a seat. I thought it was illegal to feed the pigeons here these days. Well, I don't see anyone around who's going to complain to you. No. Just a little odd. No, not really. Trafalgar Square's always deserted first thing in the morning. I'm sure it is, but it's two in the afternoon. Ah, but it's first thing in the morning somewhere, don't quibble. Maybe I'm not really here. Maybe this is a dream. Maybe, yes. Maybe this is the way the world should truly be. Eh? Ooh. Ooh, I do so love pigeons, don't you? Some people call them rats of the sky. No. Hmm. But that's just a feral version. They're really called rock doves. Did you know that? Um... Sounds delightful, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know how to address a bird? What's that old poem? First, first your memory I'll jog and say, a bird is not a cat. That doesn't rhyme. Oh, rhyme is overrated. Anyone can rhyme a bit. I did try telling Tommy that, but he wouldn't be moved. I don't know why I'm here. Well, we all have to be somewhere. This is as good a place as any, hmm? You don't understand. Oh. I understand altogether too well. That's the paradox. Paradox? There was a paradox. Better than a paradox. When the Rockellians tried to kill the Doctor, they caused a paradox. Oh, I remember it well. But you weren't there. Oh, all very troubling, wasn't it? An alternative future. Exactly, yes. But you never really looked too far into it, did you? I mean, you never really checked how far it extended. We did. We tried, at least. Maybe you went too far, got ahead of yourselves. Have you considered looking a bit closer to home? No. Mm, that might be something to do with your time, uh, something worth investigating, but then what would I know? I'm just a silly old curator, aren't I? Yes. Mm, going, are you? Yes, I have to be somewhere else, I, I think. I'm sorry. I'll be back. I do hope so, yeah. I just throw out the seeds. Whether they land or not, take root. Well, that's entirely up to you. Is it too early to say I ask the questions? State your name, please. So it is. An interrogation. State your name. Uh, 
Andrew Davidson, with a D in my surname. Well, as two of them. Actually, one of them is just a bit more obvious than the other one. I, I suppose, actually, there's three in the whole thing. <laughs> are you nervous? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. A bit, do you think? Why are you nervous? If you're innocent, you've got nothing to worry about. It's a bit weird. I'm usually sat the other side of the desk. Well, then you should know there's nothing to worry about, shouldn't you? What I don't know is why I'm here. How am I supposed to know if I'm innocent or not if I don't know what I'm supposed to have done? Well, have you been up to anything lately? Anything dodgy? You want to make a confession? No. Well, then... Well, it's just... Nobody's telling me anything. Then I don't see why I should be an exception. Doesn't this breach our human rights? <laughs> Good one. It's not funny. How long have I been in that cell? Don't know. I don't work reception. I just got bundled into a van without so much as a buy your leave, dumped here. I didn't even get a phone call. A phone call? What, on a telephone? It's been a long time since anyone's had a phone, Grandad. What do you think this is? The 2020s? Uh, uh no. Of course not. I, I don't know why I said that, really. I think it was in an old film the other night. I, I don't know what the proper terminology is. Don't know much, do you? I try not to get involved with the authorities. Bit late for that. You're involved now, Sunshine. Still, I'm sure we can sort this all out quite quickly. If I could just see your identity badge, that's all I need. Run it through the system, get you on the file. You should be good to go. Right. You do have it on you, don't you? Uh, I think it might be in my other trousers. It's an offence not to carry your identity card, Mr Davidson. You're supposed to carry it at all times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know, I know. It's just, ah, well, we all make mistakes, don't we? Some of us more than others. Huh? You do realise that none of your friends had identity cards on them either, don't you? Didn't they? Oh, that's a coincidence, isn't it? Isn't it? So let me get this clear. Five people, all together, loitering around an old police box in the centre of London, and every single one of them has, it seems, left their ID cards in their other trousers. I guess so. Not good at guessing games, are you, Andy? You know, we checked the cameras. None of you were there a minute before. Well, we were all heading over, weren't we? We'd only just met up when your lot grabbed us. No, that doesn't make sense. None of you were seen on any cameras anywhere in the vicinity in the minutes preceding. And funnily enough, neither was the police box. Almost as if it appeared in Camden out of thin air. Hmm, well that's weird. Yes. Do you want to hear something else weird? Not really, but I think you're going to tell me. There isn't an Andrew Davidson of your rough age and description registered in London. Did you know that? Really? I mean, I would have thought it was a reasonably common... Wait, but I only just told you my name. Yep. So you haven't had the chance to look that up? I didn't see you check any database. He's quick, isn't he? I told you and you wrote it down. That was for the record. Doesn't mean I didn't know what it was. How did you know my name? I wonder. Do you want to tell me the year, Andy? I'm sorry? Do you want to know what year it is? Now. I know the year. Then what is it? <clears throat> yeah, thought that might be a bit tricky. 
Don't lie to me, Andy. Better people have tried. All right, what year is it? 2050. See, that was easy, wasn't it? Who are you? I asked the questions. I knew we'd get to that one eventually. What do you know exactly? That you're time travellers. You and your mates. We're not... Seriously, don't. I might get annoyed. You're time travellers who came here this morning. Fact. I know you're Sergeant Andy Davidson of Cardiff 2020. Right. And that your friends are called Tanya Bell, Livchenka, Helen Sinclair and The Doctor. Also, all 2020. In a manner of speaking. Have, have you been talking to them? Not yet. But don't worry. They're next. You were waiting for us when we arrived. That's how you got us so quickly. You knew we were coming. That's not all we know either. Not about you. I know about Torchwood, Gwen Cooper, Yvonne Hartman. Shut up. No, I don't think you get to tell me that. I know everything about you, Andy. I even know what happens to you in your future. If we let you go. Do you want to know what happens tomorrow? I'd rather not. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, you wouldn't say that if you knew. It's not pretty. I could save you a lot of pain. A lot of worry. I'm fine. At the moment you are, yeah. So you see, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Being reticent. There's nothing you can tell me I don't already know. Well then why am I here, hmm? You want something from me, from my friends. Otherwise, you wouldn't have captured us. Ha! Huh. No snappy comeback. No sarcastic response. I'm right, aren't I? Oh well. If you can be silent, so can I. We're done here, Miss... whatever your name is. I'm not saying another word until I can speak to a lawyer. A lawyer? My, you're a sweetheart, aren't you? You think people get lawyers anymore? You're not going to get a lawyer, Andy. No one knows you're here. It's just you, me, your friends and mine. But you have to let me speak to someone, surely? I am. You're speaking to me. Someone who can get me out. I repeat, you're speaking to me. So you better play nice, hadn't you? Time's moved on, Andy. The world's a very different place from the one you're familiar with. It can't be. London can't have gone full fascist. Not in 30 years. It doesn't take a year. Not really. Not in the right circumstances. I don't believe that. I believe most people are good. Then you're painfully naive, aren't you? I think you're right, though. I'm not going to get any more out of you. Not for the moment. We're done here. Get him out! Ow! Wait, get off! Where am I going? Back to your cell. Think yourself lucky I'm being nice. Whoa, 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 now steady on! Get off me! You can't do this to me. I have rights. I am a human being. Right then. Who's next? Is this seat taken? Mum says I'm not supposed to speak to strangers. Quite right. Your mum sounds like a very astute young lady. So, perhaps we should introduce ourselves. Your name is... Gemma. Ah, good to meet you, Gemma. Gemma's a lovely name. I knew a Gemma once. A remarkable woman. Ferocious hair. And who are you? 
Ah, well, that's the trouble. You see, my name wouldn't make me seem any less strange, so it, it's probably best I don't tell you. Let's just say I'm a curator. Do you know what a curator is, Gemma? Not really. Well, it's someone who curates, obviously, but then you could have worked that out for yourself. I look after the artifacts in a gallery, not too far from here. Do you like galleries? Is that a bit like a museum? Uh, a bit, I suppose. I like the natural history. Everyone likes the natural history. <laughs> the science, too. I'm delighted to hear it. Wonderful places, both and... Ooh, I do so love a good museum. Yeah. Do, do you mind if I ask you a question, Gemma? Um, no. Why are you here? Uh, well... Uh, I, I don't mean philosophically. I, I mean, I'm sure you're a very bright girl. But, but if I'm looking for answers to the big questions, I suspect... I may not get them from a 12-year-old on a bench in Camden. Um... Hmm. Although, uh, maybe I'm being prejudicial. Uh, maybe th that's a mistake I've been making all these years. Uh, who, who am I to ignore the wisdom of the young, hmm? How did you know I was 12? See? Exactly. A very wise question indeed. A lot of people might not have noticed that, but you did. Well done. However, I asked my question first, so tell me, why are you here? Isn't someone of your age usually out playing on a swing somewhere? I'm watching. Are you indeed? Mm. Watching what? That. What? That corner? There's nothing there. That's the point. Is it indeed? Oh, how interesting. Take a seat, please. Feeling more polite today, are we? State your name. You know my name. State your name. I told you yesterday. Well, then you can tell me again. What's your name? Tanya Bell. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, from where I'm sitting. Do you want to tell me yours? Not particularly. I mean, it'd be nice to know what it is, seeing as we're such good friends. I'll be a better friend than your usual lot. You don't exactly keep good company, do you? What's that supposed to mean? Exactly what I said. That's rather why I said it. Those people in the cells are the best people I've ever known. Which doesn't say much for your judgement, does it? Well, enough chat. Should we pick up where we left off then, eh? No, don't worry. I'm, I'm good, thanks. Funny. So, Tanya Bell. Oh, obviously that wasn't your name originally. Not at birth. You were born... Don't you dare. What? Touchy subject? I see. Well, let it never be said that I can't be kind. It's not particularly relevant anyway. We need to move a little bit more up to date. Up to date for you, obviously. Not for me. Up to date for me is 30 years in your future. Up to date for you is 2020, isn't it? You know, this will all go a lot quicker if you cooperate. I know. But I've got all the time in the world. Maybe. You know, you can tell me the year you're from, Tanya. I do know it. Do you think the others haven't given me anything? Not enough, obviously, or we wouldn't still be here. And you'll be here until we get it, so it seems pointless sweating the small stuff. Come on. Just say it. 
It's two words. Really easy. 2020. Say it. Ah, oh, you just think you're so hard, don't you? Well, whatever. Doesn't matter. This man in the photograph, he's called the Doctor, isn't he? I say called, he's not really, not a birth, not again. I mean, who names their child the Doctor? Really ambitious parents? No, he picked it. Chose that name to represent himself to the world. Now, who does that remind me of, eh, Tanya? Who does that bring to mind? You're quite similar, aren't you, you and him? I'd hope so. He's a good man. Is he? You should know that. If you know as much as you say you do. I know there's a difference between the name you pick and the person you are. Then you don't know a damn thing, do you? The name you're born under. It's a guess. A shot in the dark when you're barely even there. We all choose who we are in this world. We decide if we're going to be kind or cruel, serious or sad. A name's just another part of that. And if that name's the Doctor? A name that implies authority and intelligence, that has echoes of helping and hospitals? It's a bit demonstrative, isn't it? Don't tell me you're going to help me, just help me. It's almost as if that's not who he is at all. Have you thought of that? What sort of man chooses to call himself the Doctor? I don't know. What sort of woman chooses not to call themselves anything at all? Holbrook. What's that? My name. You wanted to know it. Well... Now I've told you. Holbrook. Feel any better? Obviously not. Well, I'm happy to keep going even if you aren't. Why don't I tell you a bit about this doctor of yours then? This good man. You know he's an alien, right? Yeah. And you're fine with that? With him interfering in our lives like some kind of god? It isn't like that. Well, you're more than welcome to tell me what it is like. Any time. The question is really, what sort of God is he? A benevolent one, helping us out, nudging us along? Or the angry Old Testament kind, smiting us for our lack of faith? You already know what I think. Which makes me wonder how much you actually know. He's been spotted a lot, through history. All manner of times and places. A lot of the details are hidden away, covered up. But the scale he's been working at, you can't conceal everything. There's always going to be bits and bobs, stuff to find if you look hard enough. Which you found, presumably? Oh, yes. You have to figure out a few things on the way, how his face changes and all that. But when you're done, it all paints an interesting picture. Does it? Do you know how often we've been faced with invasion by aliens? Yeah, I do, actually. I thought you might. And an awful lot of the time he's there, fighting them off on our behalf. Well then, doesn't sound too bad, does it? Sometimes he even tries to broker a peace. You're not exactly painting him as a villain. Oh, I'm just warming up. Because on the other side of the coin, we have the acts of sedition, the breaking down of rule, all the deaths. Wars have casualties. Oh, I don't mean like that. Not collateral damage. Innocents are going to suffer. They always do. That's what they're there for. I'm talking about the individuals. The people he's directly killed. Murdered. He's not a killer. Not that way. Can you be sure? If death surrounds you, walks with you, like it does with him, how can we be certain you're not taking advantage of that every now and then? Getting rid of the odd obstacle. 
because that's not the man I've met. Then tell me who he is. Because I'd really like to know. I am telling you, Miss Holbrook. The trouble is you're not listening. Whatever you think he did, you're mistaken. Well, it's not just me, is it? I've got a motive somewhere. An alien race trying to assassinate him. Yeah, here we are. The Rakelians. Does that name sound familiar? Should do. Shouldn't be that long ago in your time frame. There was an attempt on his life, yes. And you're telling me they were mistaken too? Yes, that is what I'm telling you. So if I gave you a list, a long list, pages upon pages, people he's tortured, people he's bereaved, you'd still sit there, that side of the desk, and swear to me on your mother's life that it's all just in their imagination? Well, I didn't get on with my mother all that well, so sure, why not? You know what I mean. Are they all making it up? How many names would it need before you might just begin to believe he's not the man you think he is? More than you'll ever have. Do you want to test that? I can show you a bunch right now. What I want is to know where you get this information. Where you think you get this information. Because it's wrong. And figuring out where it's coming from is the best way of finding out why. But it's not wrong, is it? That's the point. None of my information is wrong. I've got you banged to rights, haven't I? If you like. I've got your name, rank, serial number, who you were, who you're going to be. How do you think we captured a lot of you so quickly? We knew the TARDIS could only travel in time, not space. And yes, I do know it's called a TARDIS. So we were waiting for you, in Camden. We knew you'd turn up eventually. It was just a matter of, you know, time. So I know all that. I'm right about all that. And you tell me there's one thing where I'm wrong. You can see why I might struggle to believe that, can't you? Well, if you've already made up your mind... I can't see why you're asking me. Yeah. Why am I asking you? Why am I wasting my time? Not very bright, are you, Miss Bell? Can't see when someone's trying to help. Maybe a little more time in the cells will wise you up. All right, then. That's it, is it? That's it. For now. Thanks for your help, Miss Bell. We'll speak again. Are you looking for something? I thought I had some sweets somewhere. Wine gums, maybe. Mint humbugs. <laughs> I'm a humbug man, you know. I, I wonder where they've got you. I don't really like sweets. You don't like sweets? Oh. You are sure you're a child, aren't you? Not just a small woman in a very convincing disguise. <laughs> because it wouldn't be the first time. I recall a chap I met in Venice once. I'm definitely just a child. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I do so like people to be what they are. It gets awfully confusing otherwise. So tell me, why don't you like sweets? No reason. I just don't like them. Mm, more for me then, yes. But you do like watching empty street corners. Well, that one's not always empty. Oh, the corners rarely are. Not on a very busy road. There's a lot of footfall. The odd pedestrian passing through. The very odd pedestrian. That's not what I mean. Are you saying that street corner is very far from pedestrian? It's weird. 
Sometimes there's a big blue shed over there with the words police box on it. Ah. Do you know what that is? No. It's a police box. Very much before your time. They were quite a fixture in the streets half a century ago, give or take a decade. All right. Hmm. But also rather stationary items, as I recall, a lot of concrete in there. Not the most peripatetic of objects. And you say it's only there sometimes? Yes. Because it isn't now. No. Oh. This just gets curiouser and curiouser, as Alice once said. It's true. Oh, no doubt. So the question is, what happens to it? It disappears. I've got that far. Some people come along, they get inside, then it vanishes. A bit later, it comes back and they get out again. They think nobody notices, but I do. I see. You're rather observant, aren't you, young Gemma? Maybe. So what do you think? I think it's one thing to do a magic trick if you have an audience. It's quite another to do it if you think no one is watching. Who's it for? If a woman is sawn in half in an empty forest, does she make a sound? Meaning? Meaning it's not a trick. It's very, very real. Ah, here we are. I knew I'd find them eventually. Would you like... No, <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? We've established that. You know, I don't know why I asked. And your name? Do we have to do this every time? Well, obviously. Otherwise, why do you think I'm asking? I don't know. As a power game, perhaps? That would seem to be an obvious answer. Yeah, but if you haven't noticed, I've got you in a cell. You go in and out when I say so, not before. I don't need to play games, I've got all the power already. Well, then it's probably just sadism, isn't it? Yeah, that feels more likely. So, your name? Helen Sinclair, as you well know. Helen Sinclair. That wasn't so hard, was it? It's no different from any of your other questions. I don't know why you keep asking them. The answers aren't going to change. You say that now. You've only been here a few days. Let's see if they're all still the same after a month. That's how long you intend to keep us for, is it? A month? I'm keeping you as long as I need to. Until you give me what I want. Then I hope you don't have any holidays booked, because you might just have to ask for a refund. <laughs> holidays? You're a spark, aren't you? Nobody gets holidays anymore, Helen. Not thanks to your friend. Yes, you keep saying things like that, but I still don't know what he's supposed to have done. You know, that would be extremely useful information to have. Can't you figure it out? I could make a guess. Did he try to destroy you? Is that it? Did he try to take down this government of yours? Take it down? Oh, come on, stop trying to make me laugh. I'm really not. If anyone could do it, it's him. If you don't think he could, then you don't know him at all. You know a man by the company he keeps. You heard that. What does his company say about him? I hope it's rather complimentary. Yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? The thief. Oh, I've already told you, that's not how it was. It's on one of those bits of paper. You wrote it down somewhere. Like all the other lies. You know, it, it might save us both a bit of time if you started believing me once in a while. I'm telling you the truth. I always do. The Doctor is a kind and decent man. Yes, well, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? 
I'm sure you think you're doing the right thing. I'm, I'm sure you love the state and everything it does. Oh, what did I say about not making me laugh? But it might not be as benevolent as you imagine. It might look very different from the inside. Maybe, just maybe, you're not one of the good guys. And maybe you're not. Have you stopped to consider that? You're on the inside too, Helen. Everybody is. No one's immune from missing the bigger picture. Then perhaps you'd like to show it to me. If you're so certain, I can be persuaded. You know, I do have a picture to show you. Quite a few of them, in fact. More relatively normal size. But not everything can be metaphorical. In the folder. Nothing gets past you, does it? The Doctor has many identities, many faces. You know that, yeah? Apparently so. Yes. I've not really encountered any of them yet, but Liv has. And I've met another member of his species where he's changed. And in that case, did this other member of his species have a completely different personality? I'd say it was more a different version of the same personality. Sure. But if the Doctor changed similarly, you accept he might not behave in quite the same manner you're used to? Yes, well, I suppose I can concede that, yes. Here he is. The Doctor. That could be anyone. Yeah, but it's not. That's a photo of a man called the Doctor. I'll have to take your word for it. It's not very clear. This is the only time we've managed to get a proper shot. He's a tricky man to get on camera. Doesn't like the limelight. Hides himself away. So this blur is all you've got? It's not terribly persuasive, is it? We have other shots. But when he's out in public, he tends to wear a mask. See? So he can stay anonymous. Probably a bit counterproductive, really. Kind of makes him stand out. It does make him impossible to identify, though. It's not the man we have in the cells. I'll give you that. Different hair, different height. But there are loads more doctors. Now, you might not have met them. But have you seen them? Pictures of them? Only in passing. Could this be one of them? The man in the photo? Well, yes, but like I say, it could be anyone. Is it close to any of them in particular? You'd really better ask Liv. That's the plan, but while you're here... What are you doing? Just a few more photos from the shoot without the mask. They're through an embassy window. Maybe one of them will jog a memory. But... Is... Is that what I think, um... Happening. The ambassador. Some of his staff. His family. You can stop now. You need to see what this friend of yours can do. What he's capable of. That's the last one. Not the prettiest picture, I'll admit. No. He's not capable of that. But maybe one of him in the past is. Or one in the future. No, he'll never be capable of that. Oh, you think this is the only time it's happened? You're a bit naive, aren't you? You are wrong. Whoever that man is, it's not the Doctor. I know that now. You don't know a thing. You think he wants to tear down the government? He's the one who put them in charge in the first place. But that doesn't... Wait. Did you say them? He's been the voice in their ear for years. The power behind the throne. Him and his lot are divine intervention. Divine intervention? That... 
Back in your time, maybe that's all they were. But he changed that when he joined them. Now they're pretty powerful, maybe too powerful. But is that before the one in the cells or after? That's what we want to know. You say he's a voice in their ear, the, the government's ear. Exactly. So you're not the government? No. No, we're not. But I thought... Yeah, you did. You remember what I said about nothing getting past you? Well, I take it back. I don't understand. You've been labouring under a misapprehension, Miss Sinclair. Do you think there's anything else you might be wrong about? But if you're not the ones in power, who are you? We're the ones in power over you, if nothing else. And over him. How much do you really know, Helen? Have you ever asked yourself that? Maybe none of it's true. Maybe it's all lies. Why don't you take a little time to think about that? Okay, we're good to finish in here. You're wrong about him. We'll see, won't we? We'll see. So how long have these disappearances been appearing? Not long. Only a few weeks. Ah, so it's a relatively new phenomenon. Yes. And only every now and then. Most of the time it's still there, but from time to time some people pop by and it just vanishes. I see, yeah. But before that, the police box was a permanent resident of this general locale? Oh no, it's new as well. Really? Only turned up a few months ago. But, uh, like I said, they're obsolete. No one's used them in decades. Maybe they're coming back in fashion. Or maybe they brought it here. The people you keep seeing? Yeah. Hmm, you could have a point there, I suppose. Who are they, these people? Who should I be looking out for? Well, there's one guy who turns up more often than the rest. Oh, and what does he look like? Like an enigma, dashing and heroic, with a devil-may-care attitude and a heart that will beat out eternity? Hmm? Or, or simply a question that will never be answered? I don't know. He wears leather jackets, mainly. That's what I said, isn't it? Then there's a couple of women who turn up a lot. One who's grumpy, the other's a bit more upbeat. Oh. Grumpy and upbeat. Yeah, I like the sound of them. Other than that, well, there's a man and a woman who are also pretty regular, and a few others from time to time. From time to time, eh? Yeah, but no one else really comes more than once. There was a boy, a bit older than me. He was there a few weeks ago. I haven't seen him since. I thought I might. Really? Uh, do I detect a little crush? No. No, it's not like that. He just seemed... really sad, that's all. Well, give it a few weeks, he might swing by again. I don't think he will, somehow. I think he's gone. No one's ever really gone, Gemma. Even Nana Holbrook's still alive, in your memories. I definitely didn't tell you my surname was Holbrook. Oh, did you not? Lucky guess, then. No, it's more than that, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe not. Who can say? Yeah, I can do it myself. Thank you. Done it often enough now. 
He's keen, isn't he? State you. Chenka Livchenka. Medtech, same as before. Come on, come on, pick up the pace. Places to be, I haven't got all day. I mean, you're deliberately doing that as slowly as possible now, aren't you? Why is it always paper anyway? It's 2050. Surely you should be using a computer or something. I don't like computers. Not for this kind of work. I prefer paper. You can't hack paper. There aren't loads of copies floating around. I put a match to this, chuck it in the bin, it's gone forever. Not a trace. Ah, you want to keep it off-grid? There's no record of you anywhere. None of you. Well, you're not from this time period, why would there be? I'm not going to add to that, am I? Meaning that if you want to, you could dispose of us just as easily as that bit of paper. Chuck you in the bin. Not a trace. Yeah. You know, if you really do think you're one of the good guys, you've got a funny way of going about it. I never said we were the good guys. We're just better than you. Well, if that's what you want to tell yourself, go ahead. Don't mind me. But the way I see it, you've lost track. You've become the very thing you're fighting against. This is a war, Miss Chenka. You have to take your opponent on their own terms. And if that means the boundaries blur, so be it. You don't win by being nice. But you end up losing more. That's the bit you don't understand. It's not about me. The cost isn't important. I'm doing this for everybody else. I'm trying to save the world. Oh, been there, done that. I've saved the universe, even. And I've never had to resort to anything like this. Well, aren't you the lucky one? There are other ways. We were looking into a paradox, an alternative future. We came here because we knew something was wrong with history. We came here to stop it. Sure you did. We're on the same side. Why can't you understand that? You're the rebels. We're the rebels. You've quoted me my history. You know we are. You know what we've done. More than you think. Let me tell you a story. Oh, is it bedtime already? <laughs> you like this one. Do you know where I grew up? No. How on earth would I know that? Camden. I grew up in Camden. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Just across the street. Small place, nothing fancy. The council paid for it mainly. I don't know if any of you lot ever notice me. Probably wouldn't recognise me if you did. You change a lot in 30 years. Well, some of us do, obviously. Not everyone has the luxury of time travel to keep them young, do they? I hear it does wonders for the skin. You were there. Watching. Yeah. And we never spoke to you. Or even saw you. Far as I can tell. But I saw you. All of you. That's kind of unusual. Well, so were you. We tend to fly under the radar. Well, you didn't with me. Every now and then I'd watch you get into that ship of yours. Your TARDIS. And disappear. Usually just the five of you downstairs. But there were others. I suppose we've taken a few people, yeah, the last couple of weeks. Aisha, Zakir, Robin. The sisters. The kid, I didn't get much on him. You know about them too? What do I keep saying? I know about everyone. Look, I'm aware the whole thing's commonplace to you now. But a solid box filled with people disappearing in front of your eyes, that gets your attention. You look into it. 
You want to know more? That's what I did. One day, I followed you all home. You spied on us. Oh, that's a nasty thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not had us in cells for a week? I looked up details. Got searching. Found the name The Doctor. And once you've found that, there's a whole rabbit hole to fall down. He does get about a bit. You'd be amazed at what I was able to pick up. How many other people on this planet do you think know about Kaldor? Not many. That is exceptionally good research. What can I say? I was motivated. But you know what? Like a lot of things, when you're a kid, you kind of grow out of them. You move on. Particularly when the world falls apart around your ears. When it all got a little... dystopian. Exactly. But I never forgot the names. They were always somewhere in there. So when the government took over and I joined the resistance and I started to hear one of those names again... The Doctor. That's the one. Well, you can guess how I started to put things together. Yeah, but you've put them together wrongly. Two and two making five. Mm, I don't think I have. Anyone can call themselves the Doctor. Doesn't mean it's the same man. Doesn't mean it's him. You think not? The Doctor's not the power behind the throne. He's barely the power in his own kitchen. He wouldn't be involved in something like this. If you've really researched him, you have to know that. Oh, it took me a while to be certain, sure. It might have been the same man, but it might not. There was evidence, yes, but nothing to explicitly tie them together. Not for a very long time. Not for... You're saying you've got some now? I have a source. More paper, if that's okay with you. Although I laminated these, I need them. What are those? Letters? He's the one you want. Innocent people have died at his hands for years. He's a killer. The Doctor is a killer. Only you can stop him. One day he'll rule the world if you don't. That's a fact. Can you do what needs to be done? Finish him. It's the only way. That's not evidence. Oh, that's just the start. They go on. A long list of connections. Events, deaths, evidence, facts. Everything I've told you about. It's in here. Can I see those? Oh, no. They never leave me. They're too valuable. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? Here's the proof your friend's a mass murderer, but you have to take my word for it. I can tell you one bit, because it's sort of relevant. Even with all this, all this evidence, I wasn't sure. Not 100% sure. But you know what the final proof was? This letter said when you were going to arrive. The person who sent me these knew that much detail. I see. These letters gave me all the clues I'd need to find you again. So I did. That's not proof. It'll do for me. Will it, though? I mean, we're still here, aren't we? We're all still alive. Even the Doctor. He's still alive because I need to know where he stands. If your Doctor's from later than the Divine Intervention one... Executing him won't make any difference. It'll just be for fun. But if he's from before... Oh, killing him will stop this all from happening. But it won't. And I think you know that now. Because you've been talking to him, haven't you? 
like the rest of us. And I know what talking to him's like. <laughs> oh, he's infuriating, really infuriating, but he's got heart. Too much, maybe. That world out there? It'd break him. I don't think I could talk to him as long as you have and still believe he's the man you think he is. You must be having doubts. I've never been so certain of anything in my life. I don't think so. Maybe that's how it started when you caught us, but I don't think that's true anymore. That's why you're talking to us. Not to find out where he comes in the lineup, no. You want us to give in. You want us to tell you you're right. <sighs> well, wake up. It's not going to happen. He will never do anything like this. I think you know that now. Yes, I do. Because he'll never get the chance. And neither will any of his friends. God! Ah, I'm going now, am I? Asking too many awkward questions. Funny. But that was your job. Get out. Oh, we will. And you'll be the one letting us go. Like I said, I don't need help. My goodness, is that the time I really should be going? I suppose it is a bit late in the evening. What? Oh, no, I'm not talking about the time of day, Gemma. I'm talking about the year. I really shouldn't linger here too much longer. I've probably stayed a bit late as it is. What are you talking about? Are you just being silly to amuse me? Yes. <laughs> that explanation probably makes as much sense as any. I'm a bit old for being silly. And how old do you think I am? Well... Don't answer that. You'll only get it wrong. Trust me. The older you get, the clearer it'll be. Sometimes being silly is the most sensible thing you can be. All right. You're waiting for them to come back, aren't you? Yes. And what happens then, when they return? I'm not sure. Will you go and speak to them? Maybe. Probably not. I never have. I can understand that. It's the riddle that's so enticing, isn't it? Questions are always more interesting than answers. I suppose. Mm, it's why we love magic tricks. We think we want to know how they're done, but we really don't. As they are, they impart a sense of wonder, of mystery. But behind the curtain, the truth or the actual mechanisms are prosaic, almost dull. Who wants to know those? Magicians? Oh. Yes, you have a point, strange people. But no stranger than a child who keeps a coin in her ear. Who does what? See, my hand is empty and... <gasps> How did you do that? There you go. One English pound. Don't spend it all on sweets. I wouldn't. I don't like... Like sweets, yes, I recall. I remember. But your hand was empty. I saw it. Where did you get that Ah, hand? that's the point, you see. Sometimes it isn't a trick. Sometimes the magic is real. Have a good evening. Right. I should probably go home soon. Yes. You know, I often pass by this way. Perhaps I'll see you around here again sometime. You're here a lot? Sort of. Hmm. Well, we'll see then. Goodbye, Gemma Hulbrook. I have a feeling we're going to be terribly good friends.
same. Goodness. Is that the time already? Thank heavens, I was getting bored. Feet off the desk. Sorry, miss. State your name. Dr John Smith. That's not your name. It's the version that'll make sense to you. But if you insist, you can just write down the doctor. I won't stand on ceremony. You know, I don't want to execute anyone. Good. I don't want to be executed. I didn't get into this to kill people. And neither did I. See, we have so much in common. I mean, you do realise it's terribly easy to avoid murder, don't you? The vast majority of people in the universe manage to go weeks without killing a single person. Months, sometimes. Lifetimes, even. It's mainly lifetimes, if I'm honest. And how long has it been for you? Well, that's the trouble, isn't it? I've killed people, yes. I'm not proud of it. But sometimes, if you fight monsters... You become a monster yourself. I was going to say that sometimes things have to happen for the greater good. Yeah, that's the point. You think killing me, killing my friends, would be for the greater good? I think it could be. And you could be right. Who knows? None of us knows our future. The turns our life is going to take. Maybe tomorrow I'll make a mistake and it had been better for everyone if I wasn't around. I can't be certain. But I can be sure of one thing. What's that? I'm not the man in those photographs. You could be. You've just told me you don't know your future. No, no, but I know my past. I know who I am. And I think you do too, now. He has your name. Oh, what's in a name? A name is a badge. What matters is the person beneath. You've spoken to me, you've spoken to my friends. Do you really think I'm capable of all that? No. Exactly. So let me go. I don't want to kill you. Then don't. But if it's my chance to stop that nightmare outside... But what if letting me go is your chance? You know I fix things. You know that's what I do. Do I? Doctor, I've lived with you for so many years. In my heart, as my target, my way out. Do you realise what you're asking me to do? Yes, I do. And I appreciate that it isn't easy. You've built your life around a lie, a misconception. No one likes having their whole world taken away from them. But that's exactly why you have to let me go. It can't be a lie. It can't be. Why not? I have proof. Oh, those letters... Those letters you never let me see? Yes. Well, they can't be proof. You can't prove something that isn't true. They're fake. So where do they come from? <sighs> May I borrow some paper? Some paper? Yeah, and the pen. I want to write something down. I'm not trying to make origami. Oh, what harm can it do? What are you up to? Taking a stab in the dark. Yeah, let me see. Now, does this sound at all familiar? 
He is the one you want. Innocent people have died at his hands for years. He's a killer. The doctor is a killer. Only you can stop him. One day he'll rule the world if you don't. That's a fact. Can you do what needs to be done? Finish him. It's the only way. Is that close? It's exact. I thought it might be. It's the sort of thing I'd do. How did you know that? You might want to check the handwriting. I wouldn't get them too close to each other. I have a sneaking suspicion they're the exact same piece of paper. That could cause a bit of trouble temporarily. I mean, if you want more, first word of every sentence. He's innocent. He's the only one that can finish it. I mean, it could all be an amazing coincidence. It's a trick. He's got to be. I'm afraid not. Sometimes it isn't a trick. Sometimes the magic is real. What was that? Just something somebody said to me once. Take it. Why? How? I'm not sure. It hasn't happened yet. But I can take a guess. Now, you're clearly a very resourceful woman. If you started looking for me, you'd find me. Probably a sensible idea if I gave you what you wanted rather than you getting it from somebody else. I'm sorry. But this is controlling the information. You're telling me what to think. No, I'm confirming what you already know. That you have to let me go. Let us all go. I can't do that. You must. If you want this to end... I don't know what's happened out there, who that man is, what he's done... But I know I can stop it. And for that to happen, I have to be free. We all have to be free. And if I let you go, what happens next? We leave. We go home. Well, the closest thing I currently have to a home. Oh, I want to go home. And you will, I promise. Because I won't stop until I've fixed this. You promise? Cross my hearts. All right. The people in the cells. You can let them go. You heard me. You better be telling the truth. I think you already know I am. Thank you. You see? You can still be true to who you are. You know that now, don't you? You don't have to become a monster. No. Goodbye. And I'm sorry. You saw it all. Hidden cameras, eh? How long have you known about us? 
You've been trying to give us enough rope. Well, answer me. I thought it was strange you raided us right after they were gone. But it wasn't, was it? You were waiting. They had to leave first, didn't they? Hey? Doctor? It is you, isn't it? Under the mask. Some of my lot thought you were more than one person. That there were lots of you. That the mask was a distraction. But I don't. I think there's just the one of you. Just the one man. Just you. Did I call it wrong? Is that why they had to leave? Because you are him. I could have stopped it. The Doctor still has a part to play. You? But you're not the Doctor. You're not him. You're... I saw you. I saw you. You're... Robin Bright Thompson. Yes. Hello. But you look exactly the same as you did 30 years ago. Who are you? An alien? Another time traveller? No, Miss Holbrook. I'm like you. I took the long way around. Yep. I think we've seen all we need to see. Guilty as charged. Take her away. So I was right. It wasn't him. Then there's a chance. There's still a chance. Tell me. We'll see about that. goodness for that. Oh, home. Let's not be in a rush to go back there again. We may have to be if we can stop that future from coming to pass. But then we need to start planning, yes. And soon. Right, come on. We can get on a bus to Baker Street just over there. All right. But I think we could all do with a decent meal first. I mean... One second. Liv, what are you... I'll be right back. Yeah, but it's all right. Let it go. No, no, no. What, what are you doing? Hi there. It is you, isn't it? It's... Who? I... I don't... Doesn't matter. Stupid question. Look, you said we never spoke to you. That we never met. I said Well, we're what? meeting now. All right? You'll remember, yes? You see what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that way. The future can be changed. We can stop it from happening. Stop what? I hope you never find out. Go home. Make the most of it. That's what I'm going to do. Bye. What? But you can't leave me like that. What's going to happen? What are you going to stop? Please. Talk to me. Who are you? Tell me your name.
You have been listening to Doctor Who, Stranded, The Long Way Round, written by John Dorney. The Doctor was played by Paul McGann, Livchenka, Nicola Walker, Helen Sinclair, Hattie Morahan, The Curator, Tom Baker, Tanya Bell, Rebecca Root, Sergeant Andy Davidson, Tom Price, Robin Bright-Thompson, Joel James Davison, Holbrook, Annabelle Dowler, Gemma Venice Van Summeren. Other roles played by members of the cast. Director, Ken Bentley. Producer, David Richardson. Sound design, Benji Clifford. Music, Jamie Robertson. Script editor, Matt Fitton. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig Ellery. Hello, I'm John Dorney, and I wrote The Long Way Round for Stranded. Oh, I want to go home. And you will, I promise. Because I won't stop until I've fixed this. You promise? Cross my hearts. We'd been looking at shifting the focus of Stranded into travelling in time, and I was to deal with some of the arc events following on from the first box set and David K. Barnes's story about divine intervention and for a long time I wasn't entirely sure what to do with it and then when the coronavirus and COVID-19 happened and everyone went into lockdown it looked increasingly like we were going to be recording in lockdown so I started thinking about what would be a good story to tell via remote recording if what would be a way in which that would benefit the story and that led me to thinking about recordings and what's recorded and what isn't recorded. And from that, I went to interrogations, uh, particularly police interrogations. There's been a swathe of dramas recently, most notably something like Line of Duty, uh, but also Criminal, and to a non-criminal degree, something like In Treatment, where the stories are told very heavily through conversations. And I thought that was an interesting area to look at. And then it was just finding the story to go with it. This is Hattie Morahan and I play Dr Helen Sinclair. Maybe I'm not really here. Maybe this is a dream. Maybe, yes. Maybe this is the way the world should truly be. Eh? It's quite unusual in that it's all a series of two-handers, which I guess gives a sense of... Um, sort of an intensity and focus to the material and the narrative and lets characters have breathing space and kind of, I guess, adds to the sense of claustrophobia because we find our faithful band of, um, of friends are being held against their will and individually interrogated. And um, the episode plays with time a lot, so there's scenes happening back to back which take place in completely different time periods and there's a lot of uncertainty and ambiguity and the characters trying to figure out what's going on as well so that's really playful and really fun he's not capable of that but maybe one of him in the past is or one in the future no he'll never be capable of that oh you think this is the only time it's happened you're a bit naive aren't you you are wrong whoever that man is it's not the doctor I know that now. In terms of Helen's journey, there's a sense of sort of testing out different versions of futures. You know, you think you can control time and, you know, you're the one in charge of the time travel and then you realise that sometimes you're in the dark about what's actually happening. And she's in a situation where she's being 
asked to really question her faith in the Doctor and what he's capable of and is he indeed good and virtuous and does he, he warrant the faith that um, she trusts in him or might he turn out to transform and become someone who is the opposite. So that's an interesting thing for her to encounter. And my name is Nicola Walker and I play Liv Chenka. And um, we've just finished recording Stranded, The Long Way Round. It doesn't have to be that way. The future can be changed. We can stop it from happening. Stop what? I hope you never find out. I don't think I've done an episode like that before. I haven't. It was really lovely to read because you, you, you know, you, you get this very loyal group of people, you isolate them and get to see how they perform under pressure. And, of course, the one thing that they all are is incredibly loyal to the Doctor. But it was pleasing to me that Liv was um, very chenka and uh, was uh, not only loyal but also <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty aggressive. Her loyalty is fierce, uh, for sure. Obviously, uh, I had five regulars to include, which began to give me the structure of dealing with five interrogations of five different people by the same person. This obviously really appealed to me. I initially started off writing for theatre and writing stage plays. And there's a dynamic in theatre where a lot of the story often happens off stage and you fill in the gaps. So Chekhov does it a lot, for example, where each successive act will move along months or years or whatever and uh, you will figure out what's happened in the interim from what you're told and I liked that as an idea with the play. I thought there was something interesting about not showing the arrival for example and, um, and, and leaving the audience to pick up the clues of exactly what's happened and exactly how everyone's got there from the dialogue. Hello my name's Benji Clifford and I'm the sound designer on Stranded 2. This final story it was an interesting one because it was quite a, you know, it's very insular in its own way. It's just in, in one room. But of course, what I think is so fantastic about this is that so much happens and you've got to keep that that environment, that pressure going in there, you know, having things like, you know, the, the switch between the monitoring screen going into the scene and things like that. You can really add that little bit of tension with things like where you've got the, the speaker feeding back you know the recording things like a clattering chair which would normally not be that interesting in a scene because of the way it's filtered it can sound quite aggressive and nasty you get this level of like it's it's a bit une uh, a bit uneasy and then of course you've got all the you know it's just a, a really interesting thing so a, a lot of that that sound design in that particular story I just did in a day, I just, I noted down what needed to be done, things like doctor putting his feet up on the table, writing down letters and, and other things like that and throwing the, the pictures down and I just decided I'll do that in a day. So I've got it all there and then I was able to put it in. But I felt very at the, at the heart of that because it was, it was, you know, I was in a room on my own and it felt very much like I was with these, with these characters. My name is Rebecca Root and I play Tanya Bell in Doctor Who Stranded. What I want is to know where you get this information, where you think you get this information, because it's wrong. And figuring out where it's coming from is the best way of finding out why. I love this episode. I love the way it's built, constructed. I love the way the scenes are woven in to each other, each building on dialogue and thoughts from the previous scene. I love the way that, as a, a mystery, the final reveal 
comes in at the end, almost on the sort of the last page. And if this were a novel, it would be a real page turner. And I hope uh, keeps the listeners just hooked until the very end, because um, I certainly didn't see it coming at all. Who are you? An alien? Another time traveller? No, Miss Holbrook. I'm like you. I took the long way around. I was just uh, just reflecting there, just thinking about how the... Uh, it's, it's almost like a, a conjuring trick, which um, the, the Doctor is sort of uh, casting a spell on us. And um, although the curator says, oh, well, people don't like to know the, the answers, they don't want to know the, how, how the trick works, actually it fills me with such delight to figure out how it works at the end because um, then the, uh, the real intricacies and the, the, the way it's woven in, the reveal is just uh, delightful. So um, I really have enjoyed working on this episode and um, I've loved Tanya and her feistiness becoming even more apparent and um, looking forward to taking her journey even further now. I just thought it was really playful, as well as continuing that idea that, you know, time travel is incredibly dangerous in terms of, you know, the, the, the beat of the butterfly wing, the, um, the repercussions. And uh, Liv understands that now. She, you know, she's, she's not from this time. And she's been travelling with the Doctor long enough to know that it's necessary to try and tie those tears in time as, as neatly as you can. That's why that in the final scene, she, uh, she she runs to Gemma as a little girl on the bench. Obviously, it's continuing out, making the show in lockdown. And it's probably, yeah, one of the easier scripts to do because we're isolated as characters and in real life, as we all are. So it's quite uh, imitating life. <laughs> I love Stranded, you know, as a box set. I just think it's such a different departure from what we're used to. Um, I've been working on the Eighth Doctor stories now since Doom Coalition 2, the second box set of that one. And so I followed these characters, you know, all the way through and, and really felt like I'd been a part of their uh, their journey. And so now, and I'm sure everybody said it on this, this uh, featurette, but now, you know, we're all essentially locked inside again. It's another lockdown and I'm stuck inside as well. I feel stranded. I'm stuck here and, uh, and you know, sharing it with them. So I guess not many people can say that they, they were locked down with the Doctor and companions, which is lovely. Long may it continue, the box set, not, not the lockdown. Long, long may that not continue. <laughs> My name is Paul McGann I play Doctor Number 8. I don't know what's happened out there, who that man is, what he's done, but I know I can stop it. And for that to happen, I have to be free. We all have to be free. All I need to do is tell you where I am. I'm at the top of my house in my son's bedroom with his little, all his recording kit, staring out across the street. And we're sort of, we're well met in space, aren't we? It's been quite, uh, it's been quite fun actually listening to people sort of turning up in their houses, in their rooms. But you know what, we got used to it pretty quickly. You know, within half an hour or so, um, thankfully, you know, in the in this modern technological age, um, we can, do this. Um, this has been an unforgettable experience. I think we'll be talking about these days for 
years to come. Remember 2020 when we had to do that? My name is Annabelle Dowler and I play Holbrook. My name is Venice Van Summeren and I play Gemma. This is a unique experience. We are in lockdown during the coronavirus lockdown and um, amazingly Big Finish is still continuing to work and produce fantastic drama and I'm just so grateful to be working for them again. Um, And it means I have had to set up a sort of dead space, a sort of little home recording studio in my daughter's bedroom. I'm sort of sat half in her wardrobe with her clothes behind me, a duvet hanging practically on my head. So it's very snug. And then we just do it as we would do, really, a normal audio drama. It's better we just don't see each other and have the banter in the green room and the nice lunches. Yeah, and, um, well, likewise, really, I'm in a little recording setup in the spare room. So there, yeah, duvets everywhere, mic, laptop, little sound box, big headphones. So <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of, it's kind of funny how similar it is to a normal recording in some ways because you still see everybody on your screen though not in real life but other than that you know yeah sort of in a little booth reading some lines playing a playing a part so yeah it's been really fun though this this is the first time I've done something like this where you're like recording live as opposed to an audiobook or something where yeah you just sort of sit by yourself so it's a lot more fun than that because you've got other people you know, on the screen to chat to. Stranded 2 has mimicked our experiences in lockdown eerily. All of our characters are stepping out of lockdown for the first time. And it's pretty challenging, which I think is uh, very true to life. Coming out of lockdown is incredibly difficult. I think because as a species, we're not great at change. Personally, I'm not. So um, it was having to get used to such a strange and dramatic change so quickly and then to reach this point where we have to change again it's a little bit challenging isn't it you know a lot of us well my son whose bedroom i'm in now you know he's you know he thrives and he's a professional he's a professional musician he thrives on live work that's all stopped for those actors among us you know that also thrive on live work you know we're gonna have to readjust obviously like everybody else um and when we all emerge again into back into some kind of normality or something, you know, approximating what was before, uh, the landscape, no doubt, will have changed, you know, theatre-wise, gig-wise, uh, you know, the live stuff. So, and again, doing this kind of thing now, recording in the way we are, um, doing these audios, um, you know, certainly some of these features are going to be with us next year and the year after. We need it. People need to be entertained. People need to go to gigs. It's going to be tricky. Hi, I'm Jeremy Clyde and I'm playing Tony. And I'm David Shaw Parker and I'm playing Ron Winters in Stranded 2. It's never been more important. I mean, surely, surely. Anything that uh, gives us a little break and and that's what human beings need. It's what it's what the arts are for, and is to is to take us out of ourselves and give us a, a glimpse of some other happy possibilities. Yeah, well, Jeremy's, Jeremy's put his finger on it. I mean, you know, we all love stories, and it, it's what's art, what art's about. It's, about. it's about telling stories, you know, people feeling included and, uh, and stimulating, you know, having their imagination stimulated. And, you know, if we can do that, and if one can do that, that's, it's very rewarding. 
it all seemed to go okay and we could hear one another and see one another and you know you just had to sort of be aware of other people's family members and one's own family members and you know any extra noise but yes it's been great fun to record and a whole brave new world of um, sitting in one's you know under the cupboard under the stairs and something in the cupboard under the stairs surrounded by blankets and duvets and such like to try and bring the story to you so yes lots of fun 